0: explicit language, and drug use. Some of the content is difficult to hear. We encourage our listeners to exercise self-care when listening to this episode.
2: What am I doing this for?
1: What's going on? Why? Why, What have I done? What's going on? Uh Huh? Huh? What What are you doing? Why are you doing this? I haven't done that, I don't know anybody. Fuck that loop.
2: Fuck I know. What's going on? can you tell me what's going on?
1: What are this for? I haven't touched nobody. I've done nothing. Stop shivering and shaking. You'll be right. What are you going to do? What are you doing with that thing? Where's the fucking money?
2: What money? I haven't got any money. I haven't got any money. Hey! I haven't got any money.
1: What? Where's the money? I've
2: got the money! Where's I don't know money? where the money is! Where's the money? I don't know! I haven't seen the money, I don't know where the money? money is!
1: Where's
2: the money? Where's the money? Mate, I don't know nothing about no money! What are you doing? Wait. Fuck, I know that's really hot! Mate! Mate, that's really hot! Mate, Mate come on! Don't do it! Mate,
0: <laughs> what are you
2: doing? Don't do that. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> You're <a> fucking me. <laughs> what are you? Fuck. <laughs> ah! ah! Sorry, about that, mate. <laughs> Oh, give me land, lots of land. Under starry skies above don't fence me in let me ride through the wide open country that i love don't fence me in let me be by myself in the evening breeze and listen to the mercy
0: Mark Brandon Reed was born on the 17th of November, 1954. He's been described as many things. Criminal, standover man, lunatic, author, entertainer, bullshit artist. Chopper was a nickname he got as a kid from the cartoon show Yakky Doodle. For a criminal of his reputation, he lived a semi-long life, which he wrote about in a series of semi-autobiographical fictional crime novels, which were later adapted into a film. When it comes to Chopper, it's hard to decipher the fact from the fiction. What we know for sure is that he was a violent and unpredictable criminal who spent a lot of time in jail and a lot of time talking about it. And talking was perhaps the thing Chopper did best. So what better way to hear about it all? Than from the man himself.
1: If you want to hear about my childhood, I'll tell you about it. But I don't, I don't, I don't dwell on it, nor do I use it as a, as a sort of a, an excuse for how I turned up. I didn't have a very nice childhood. Um, there were several, uh, several attempts to uh, do away with me when I was a little kid. I, I spent uh, a little while in an orphanage because uh, um, when I was born, my mother said that I was not a gift from God. Things went downhill from there. My mother was a devout Seventh Day Adventist who placed religion above anything else. She was, uh, she was devoted to her, her church and that was it. And it, you were either with her or against her. Well, my dad was a different kettle official altogether. he was a good guy. When he, used to, he used to get me to hold a, a table tennis um, bat, It's a paddle around, out like that, and he'd, he'd fire at it with a 30-shot with a Ruger. You would go bang, 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 the centre. He'd say, bring it up, and I'd bring it up. Bang, 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 bring it up. I'd hold it next to your head. And the, and the gun would be chained in and you'd go bang, 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 bang. He put half a dozen shots straight for the centre of this paddle. I'm holding it in my head and he's about 30, 40 feet away. I was sexually interfered with when I was five years old. Afterwards, I, I pooed my pants. Now, I walked home with my underpants full of poo. And on the way home, I set fire to. Um, some bushland and caused a massive a massive fire my dad belted me for setting fire to things and uh, for pooing my pants <laughs> 5 years old my mother, I, uh, I left the 7th Adventist church my mother felt that if I could be deemed to be insane, I'd still go to heaven. Because God would would view me, uh, if I was mentally insane, then I couldn't be held responsible for my own actions. And then uh, leaving the Seven Menace Church, I'd still go to heaven.
0: Chopper was institutionalised after this in a few psychiatric facilities where he received a number of drug and shock treatments. He was declared insane three times throughout his late teens and into his early 20s, when he was out... Jail wasn't far away for Chopper. Yeah, I remember
1: my first day in jail. So uh, I got off the van, and this dirty, great big uh, bastard walked up to uh, man Charlie and he said to him, "By the end of the day, there's going to be shit on my uh, shit on my dick or blood on my knife." He wanted to fuck Charlie up the arse or cut his throat. So I said, "Where is he?" And Charlie pointed him out. He was over in the showers. He had a white towel wrapped around him, cleaned his teeth. He's six foot four inches tall, weighed half stone. How can I beat this bloke in a fight? So I walked up to him with a ten and a half inch bony knife and stabbed him straight up the bum with a ten and a half inch bony knife. And uh, he had to go away to get his entire anal webbing restitched. stitched Anyway, uh, he, he come back to uh, jail and come back to Pentridge. He's got his entire anal webbing re-stitched, he's got a colostomy bag on. When you go to pull the colostomy bag out, you've got to be very gentle, because the uh, the bodily organisms attach itself to the tube that runs from the colostomy, inside the guts, up into the colostomy bag, right? So when you come to pull the tube out, you've got to be very gentle, because it's like pulling rope through a barbed wire fence. You have moments of slackness, followed by moments of snag. So, uh, you know, Charlie's, this bloke's get off the van, Charlie's rushed in and bashed him. And this fella's pulled Charlie to the ground started to strangle mad Charlie. I got to rush in and back up Charlie again. I rushed in, put my foot in the blokes head, he's let go of Charlie, and pulled me to the ground started to strangle me. Charlie's bashing me in the head because he's gone blind. And I've, I've, I've stood up and I've started to put my foot into the blokes ass, started to kick him in the ass Because that's where he got stabbed and it was fucking shocking. And, um, you know, anyway, so that was that, you know, who cares. Way to start your first in jail. Stab a bike up the bum. It's a, it's, a, it's it's all a matter of skill. I, I, I just hit them with the weight of the iron bar. And I just swing it through the air like this, just at the, the, the speed of the iron bar. get the weight of the iron bar and I just go swing it and go, whoop, 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 like that. Whew, gently, whoop, bang. Yeah. And you can tell from the first one whether you can hit them harder. Whoop, whoop, yeah, bang. How, how can you tell? Oh, but you can see if they still stand there. Whoop, whoop, a bit, bit harder. Like that. Four, three, four. You know, and still, yeah. And so I hit Rich Maladabishaheb with the garden spade. I didn't whack him with the garden spade; or have taken the whole head off. I just turned the, the spade around that way, and I let, the, I let the spade travel through the air with its own weight. Whish, whish, bang! Whish, lifted the skull up, so you can see the brain, and uh, it was a good feeling. It was that good, you know. I liked it. I wasn't frightened then, uh, because uh, he was doing everything wrong. He handcuffed me with me, my hands in front of me, and, and, and I was walking down fucking uh, Rocky Road, South Yarra, and this bloke got out and he's, he's got a map, and he's got a torch out, and he's looking at the map, and he said, "Do you know where Cromwell Street is?" And Cromwell Street's just across the road. I look it down the map, and I said, "Oh, right." Next thing I bang, I have got a forty-five under here, right? Uh, He's taken me around to the boot and he's handcuffed me with my hands in front of me, right? I said, what, are you, what are you doing? And uh, so, anyway, he's driven me all the way up True Road to Mount Donovan Wang. And uh, anyway, I'm, gets me out. I've got the garden spade. So, uh, he's got me to fucking dig. He says, dig a, dig, dig a hole. Oh. Walked way, and he's got the car turned around, light shining on it, and I'm digging this fucking hole. Doing my handcuffs, so he's undone the handcuffs, so I'm digging the fucking hole. Digging, 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 digging. I've got down to about me knee, I'm about knee deep. He's talking to me, he says, Oh, you got some guts, Chopper, I'll admit that, and I'm going whack, straight through the fucking knee. He's come fucking toppling over, Fuckin' whop, straight through the fucking head. Slice him straight through the fucking head. Whack. He's dead as a doornail, and I've stuffed him into the fucking hole, dug it dug it out a bit deeper, stuffed him into the fucking hole, filled it in, got in the car, I've driven the fucking over this mound of fucking earth, and got a bit of log, half a log throwing that in of the fucking hole, and I've got the car, and run the car up on the, on the log, and pushed the log down on top of the, the, oh fucking, I did a pretty good job. When I was finished, I threw the fucking, uh, the, the spade into the bush, And uh, I'll grab his wallet and his his watch and his rings, his gold chain, everything you know. And uh, I can tell you a bloke's name, but I can't. He's still up there at Mount Dandenong. I went up there a while ago to where I was convinced was the same fucking picnic spot near the uh, near the river that that happened. And for life, me. I'll life me, mean, I couldn't fucking, I couldn't locate where I buried this bastard. I woke up the next day, his car was parked outside, and, uh, the only thing that, to tell me that it was true was bruises where he smashed me in the mouth with the fucking, with the gun. Where he fucking, where he's giving me a bit of a hiding. That's the only reason I know it happened. It's because of the injuries I was with for the next day. Because I thought myself and I thought to myself w- was he going to kill me or was he just going to fucking try to scare me and then fire a few shots in the air and let me run away so th- there was a bit of a, a bit of a tradition of taking people out of the bush make them dig their own grave get and then fire a few shots over the head and get them to run away i i think that's what this bloke intended to do i don't think he intended to kill me when i first went to Hayes division i uh, I carried a razor blade in the roof of my mouth. I bent the razor blade up, up stuck it up the roof of my mouth. Like that, right? And they stripped me off naked and a big check, George bird check walked out. I'm standing there with nothing on and I've got to me feet and I've, uh, I've stood up and I went like this. And I went like this my finger. Got the razor blade there and I went, ran my finger down. I've gone with a razor blade. He's taking the razor blade out of my hand. And I said, the first prison officer that touches me physically within the walls of this jail, I will watch and I will wait and I will execute that man afterwards and you can hang me it doesn't matter I said I'll plead guilty to it and I'll do a life in jail I'll do life sentence in jail and if the first one of your prison officers that touched me physically you know I'll watch and I'll wait and I'll just cut his jugular vein right and you've got 10 minutes before you the ambulance won't get him he won't get won't live to get to the front gate he will he will bleed to death right uh, I said and you've got to, you've got to decide uh, which one of you is going to ring up the wife and say, listen, husband won't be home tonight and tell her, kiss, kiss, kiss the kids good night," but they'll never see their father.
0: Chopper wasn't out of jail much in his early days. He spent only 18 months out of jail in total between the ages of 20 and 38. He racked up a number of offences for armed robbery, assault, kidnapping and firearms offences. But one of his most well-known acts occurred inside Pentridge.
1: They said to me, You will stay in H Division until the day you know, you will rot in H Division. I said, I'll be out of here uh, this afternoon. So, what age? I mean, 20s? 30s? I just said, No, I was 23. Mm. I oh, oh, I'm doing that too. Anyway, um, I said, No, you won't. I said, Yes, I will. I said, No, you won't. I said, Yes, I will. Went back to the yard. They had this uh, National Geographic on. Prosthesis? Prosthesis Prosthesis Yeah, yeah. bloke had a False hand made out of stainless steel I said I'll cut my bloody hand off With that sheet of tin over there That was against the wall And I'll, I'll get a hook put on my hand They said you idiot They're not going to let you have a hook on your hand in jail To get a hook when you get out <laughs> <laughs> You know I said oh Correct mm-hmm. Correct the mundo Right So um, I said Off it is Get a razor blade So Kevin Taylor The bloke that shot Pat Shannon Got a razor blade. He wrapped it in toilet paper. Comes up to me. I said, no, "I'm sitting there." Said, Come on, go. He's like this. Doing a slow. Oh! I said, "Oh for God's sake!" I said, "Just rip him off." That really hurts. He's like this. Didn't want to hurt me. He was like this, being being oh so delicate. You know. He's, is, he in, is he in front of you? Well, he's in. I mean, he's I, in front I, of me. He he's here. Yeah. I'm there. Yeah. And I've got my arms folded. Yeah. yeah. Like this. You yeah. know. And he's like this. And I said, "Get with the program, you know. Get them off, here. You know, what are you doing? Oh!" And he went. Oh. I said, "The other one, the other one." And he went. Oh, and he went. Oh. And everyone freaked
2: out. How many people were in there? About yeah, six. About six. And and what, are they re- what do they what the do they do? They jumped up on the benches. Well, no, yeah.
1: they're all in the shower. Yeah, they're all up on the. The shower bench where everyone, you know,
2: still yeah. got this little bench
1: where people shower. Uh, which, which yard was it? Number one shower yard. Is that the one that's on the the side that's covered so over? As, so as you work down the tunnel, it's the first your, door. Yeah, first door on your right. Yeah, that's the number yeah. one shower yard. Yeah, and I got a towel, put it over my head like that. Yeah, I could feel all this hot water coming out. It's like hot water, wasn't it? hot water? It was blood.
0: Yeah,
1: and uh, so I started spinning out a bit, and Kevin Taylor picked the ears up. He picks the bloody blade up, he gives me the bloody blade, and I got the blade, Yeah. and then he says, oh, this all you know, and then he's rushing out trying to so say, oh, I'll get the blade off him, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chopper cut his ears off, and I'm going, yeah, I'll cut my ears off, you know, because old Tyler would have gotten into heaps of trouble. Tyson's probably one of the most violent fucking stand-up street fighters in Melbourne. He was extremely violent. He used to whip people's eyes out. Blinding people in street fighting—you literally blind someone in the street fight. Pull both your eyes out. Out the eye of um, uh, what's his TV presenter? Um, Baby John Burgess on the beach when Baby John Burgess is working as a three AK good guy. Baby John Burgess to go and help break up a fight on the beach, and Shane Goodfellow gouges his eye out. Uh, Shane Goodfellow when he met me in haste division uh, he used to, he, he was very paranoid, he used to put his, to get out of the shower, himself off properly, and he'd put a wet foot and a wet leg inside a dry pair of jeans, and he'd jump up and down with his pants in the, uh, jump up and down for about a minute, hopping up and down wet leg into his dry jeans. And I said to Am- Amos Agerson, I said, We have a we have a, a 60, cent, sixty second window of opportunity here. He said, What do you mean? I said, next time he does that, I said, I'm gonna creep up behind him, I'm gonna lock, get him on the ground, put my arms around his neck and I'll put my feet around his body. You step over him, because you've got bigger hands than he's got Goodfellow had huge hands, but Amos Akerson has got bigger hands than Goodfellow. You just stand over him and you just punch his face in. You've got nothing left. So I, I, as he's jumping up and down, I rushed up, grabbed good fellow around the neck, wrapped my arms around, and I used to be a Greek our own wrestler when I was younger. So I, I fell backwards. I've got him in a sizzle lock around the body, and I'm going crack, crack, crack. Broke both his cheekbones, broke his his nose, broke his jaw in about seven different places, fractured his skull, and broke his collarbones. Oh, I think I broke his collarbone. And we broke his leg as we threw him out of the yard. He was completely rooted. And he wouldn't take a he wouldn't take a stretcher and he hobbled and hopped up to the front of of uh, Pentridge Gate, waiting for the ambulance, right? Walked past him. And uh, and Gri Griffella's standing there bottle over him and said, What's up, Shane? And uh, what happened? He said, I got bashed. And uh, Teddy King said, "Oh, it'd be that." And uh, Goodfellow went like that. Teddy King walked over, him and, and as Teddy King got closer, Goodfellow went whack, smashed Teddy King, and knocked him straight out. Because no one, no one called me a dog in front of uh, Shane Goodfellow ever, ever, ever again. No one, no one ever bashed Shane Goodfellow ever in his whole life. It was the first time he ever been given a hiding. Yeah, and uh, I, I saw him afterwards, and we, we got on like a house on fire. And uh, yeah. And he gave me up <laughs> on Sammy the Turk murder. I don't know why I did that. But anyway, I beat it. Because I'd give it a Shane Goodfellow, I, I, I took his reputation. When I didn't bother to tell people how I give it a shame, good fellow. The sneaky, tricky, treacherous way I give it a shame, good fellow. a slow, cowardly way I give it to him. <laughs> Who cares? You, you go to jail, you're sitting there you're worried about your wife, you're worried about your family, you've got seven years, you're bloody well crying in your sort of a night time. The bloke that pans out the clothes is giving you shit to wear bloke the hands out the radios, is giving you a busted radio. They bloke the hands out the TV sets, is giving you a busted TV set. You don't know nothing how the jail works. You're just surrounded by people. Uh, uh, you go to clean your teeth, and someone's pinched your toothbrush. <laughs> you know, you, you go to your cell, and someone's gone into your cell and shit on your bed just because you're on your own. You've got no friends. It's, it's an animal place, right? Yeah. Suddenly, a bloke with no ears walks up to you. What's your name? Oh, my name's Eric. How tall are you Eric? I'm 16. How much do you like? I'm not going to kill her. Eric, you punched the cunt out of half this fucking job. What are you sitting there with tears in your eyes for? Oh, my wife and you know blokes over there, you know, they come from where I live and they reckon I owe money and, and um, you know, blah, 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 blah. Mm. Mm. I'll tell you what, Eric, you don't look like a bad bloke. I'll go and sort them blokes out for you, we'll fix this problem up for you. So I gave a word to these blokes and I talked to them. My favourite trick was... I used to go up to them and I'd say, Is that bloke over there? I said, I like that bloke. He's going to be a new member of my crew. He's a fucking idiot. Well, he won't be an idiot in about two months' time after he's stabbed about after he stabbed about 20 of <laughs> <laughs> Because I intend to arm him up. <laughs> right? I says, and that idiot over there crying, who you cunts have been standing over, is going to be in my crew. And I'm going to give him a bloody great big tomahawk. And I says, and what's more, you're not going to be sending your mates around to pick on his fucking wife. And all this money, he, you reckon? He owns yeah. That's cancelled. That's cancelled. By the way, how is your mother in Preston Street, Ascot Vale? Is she well? Is she? (laughs) You want to rock and roll? Let's party. No, 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 no. Right, that idiot over there is now in my crew. And I'm going to arm him up in about 20 minutes time. Right? And I'm going to tell him if he wants to stab the guts out of you, there'll be no comeback, will there? <laughs> right. no, 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 look, this has gone too far. This has gone too far. No, look, 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 no. We only had a blue with the bloke on the outside. Look, we thought he'd give us up. We thought he'd give us up over that armed robbery. No, 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 look, we, we could be wrong, we could be wrong, you know? And he, you know, I've got no trouble with his wife and no, 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 yeah, there's it, it, only Bill who reckons he owes us the money. Oh, no, no, no! we'll sort it we'll sort it out. We'll, sort it. well, I'll tell you what we'll do. Every single one of us is going to go up and apologise and say, I'm sorry for upsetting you, Eric, because Eric's in our crew now, right? Mm. And we may or we may not stab the shit out of you by tea time, right? Mm. (laughs) Go back, Eric's armed up, 20 minutes' time. Instead of crying and being all lonely, next thing you know, Eric's down on the muscle line. Suddenly, he's wearing an overcoat. Mm. Oh, it's 90 degrees in the fucking shade. We're mm. sweating like a pig. Oh, what's this? That's a fucking tomahawk. Oh, my God. Yeah. The screws are patting him down. They feel the bloody tomahawk. They look at him and go like that. Because <laughs> he stand next to me, they go, oh, another recruit. <laughs> How mentally stable is he? I <laughs> go, And because um, there is nothing more frightening in jail than a, than a psycho. You can be a professional crim, you can be a professional bank robber, you can be a professional thief, you can be a professional, anything you like, but the most feared thing in the prison, the most feared thing in the criminal world is... Uh, uh-huh. And Jimmy Baisley was standing there with his foot up on the on the ballot box with a calibre handgun in his, in his hand. But Jimmy Baisley had a weak bladder and had to go to the toilet quite a lot. And as he excused himself to go to the toilet, a couple of weeks later, they found a ballot box. It was stuffed. It was under Westgate Bridge. It had been restuffed with, um, with, um, Shannon votes. Twelve hundred and fifty fucking votes. Found a surviving members, but twelve hundred and fifty people could vote. <laughs> it was all fucking Shannon. All, 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 all Shannon votes. No one voted for fucking Longley. <laughs> So it was all bullshit. I only asked Les Kane about that. He says, um, and Les K- he said, who won the election, Les? He said, you did, Bill.
2: Bill
0: went to jail for killing Pat didn't
1: he? Yeah, he, uh, he got, um, Kevin Taylor to run into the Druid's Hotel and they shot. The
0: you fought a long war on Billy's
2: behalf. Why did you fight so strongly for
1: him? Oh, because I like Bill Longwing, you know? We had the same enemies.
2: Which
1: enemies were they? Uh, well, I was blowing with Katie Four and Johnny Palmer, and they were—they were. They were um, Johnny Palmer was a painter and docker. Katie Four was his old man, was a painter and docker. So uh, I, I'd inherited fucking virtually every painter and docker as an enemy in Pentridge, um, mm-hmm. it was a natural idea to take Billy Longley's side. Why were
0: you so
2: hated by the paper?
1: Because I bashed Katie Four and Johnny Palmer, and Johnny Palmer was—he was considered to be like the Prince Philip of the fucking painters and dockers. Very powerful young painter and docker. I didn't like him. I didn't like him, so I bashed him. I fought the Overcake Gang War, went for five and a half years. It was over. Uh, Johnny may have eaten the Christmas snags. Really, it was over Billy fucking Longley. Keeping info. I created a gang called the Overcoat Gang, and uh, right. we ran them up. And uh, I, let, I let it be known that anyone who wants to get to Billy Longley have to come through me first. So they attacked me. And I was very hard to get.
2: Why were you so hard? Oh
1: well, because I refuse to lie down. I refuse to die. I refuse to lay down. And I refuse to be defeated. Lay down for them. What
2: are some of the secrets of fighting a war for that long? Uh, you know, I started the fucking
1: war. I loved it. Right? They didn't want to. They didn't want it to go on for a week, let alone for a year. I wanted to go on forever. So therefore, everything they didn't what I wanted. They didn't want to. They didn't want to have violence on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I did. Uh, they wanted to go home. I wanted to stay. So therefore, I was the winner. Their hearts weren't in it. In it. Half of their friends. They didn't even like their fucking friends. <laughs> I just loved it. You know? I just loved it. It's fucking great. I thought it was fantastic.
0: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. Chopper attacked a judge one time in an effort to get one of his mates, Jimmy Lufkin, released from jail. He later claimed to have made friends with the judge and had correspondence with him up until his death. Jimmy Lufnan went on to sneak attack Chopper, stabbing him a number of times, which cost Chopper a few feet of his intestines, this was either because of a contract the Painter and Dockers had out on him that Jimmy wanted the money for that or because Chopper's plans to ice-pick the spines of the entire division who were against them was going too far. Jimmy later died in the Jyka Jica division fire in 1987. Chopper is claimed to be involved in up to 19 deaths But as time went on, and in the last interview he ever gave to 60 Minutes, he reduced that number to between four and seven, depending on how you look at it, which is still debated. But apparently his first was the 1971 murder of Des Costello.
1: So, Mark, what happened to Desi Costello? Well, well, Desi Costello was standing here. He was here. And, uh, you know, you're a fucking imbecile, Des, you know. Fuck, you you, you got to get it, you know, fuck, you're a fucking imbecile, fucking whack, bang. Outside Cheering. the Leinster Arms Hotel up. in Collingwood, yeah, Chopper up. is taking fucking me up. through this bizarre reenactment of a murder 42 years ago. Come on, put your fucking hand up. Right,
0: this one? Yeah, he went like that. Right. It was an organised hit up. on union-heavy Desmond Costello. Chopper Reed was just 17 years of age,
1: and this was his first murder. Who was this bloke? Painter and docker. Yeah. What was your involvement in his murder? I oh, was just the bloke that killed him.
0: Do you even remember why he had to die?
1: No, I can't really tell you why. I haven't got the faintest idea. I'm trying to think of something why. I haven't got the faintest or remotest idea why. You know, you start to get into the land of, oh, really? I don't really. Why? I, I don't know why. And I, as I sit here now, I couldn't care less. I mean, why?
0: Did why ever matter to you?
1: Why had nothing to do with it. Did he see it coming? Well, no, he didn't really see it coming, no. He didn't believe it was going to come, not from me. I was only a young kid, only 17 years old. When you were about to shoot him, what did he say? When I pulled the gun out, he said, fuck off. No. He said, what are you going to do with that, chopper?" I said, what do you think? And he said, Get fucked, go away. He said, I'll smack you in the mouth. I'll take it off you and jam it up your ass, all sorts of stuff, you know. And so I just shot him. He started to insult me, you know. But you were going to shoot him anyway, weren't well, you? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was, start, he was getting insulting, you know, saying that, that I wouldn't shoot him and he'd take the gun off me and stick it up my bum and all sorts of stuff, you know.
0: The pub's keg cellar became Des Costello's temporary tomb.
1: he has gone. <laughs> uh, when you throw, why are you laughing? <laughs> <Down> he goes. <laughs> and and that's you, it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> but, and you thought he was dead? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dead as a doornail as far as I was concerned. But he wasn't, was he? Well, right, well, the next morning he's uh, <laughs> still, still a bit of a, a bit of a cackle. So yeah. what did you do then? Step on his fucking throat. We just fucking went like that. Just took a bloody. Ugh, just a bit of a, bit of a. Ugh. That was all it took. Did you know that you had that in you, then? Uh, yeah, of course I did, yeah. Me and me and Charlie walked into his cell, Charlie's fell into the ground, and I've jumped up on his bunk and tried to, and bang, jumped on his head, his, his head, from his bunk onto his head, from his bunk onto his head, from his bunk onto his head, right? And then I've gone from the bunk, I slipped in off the head and hit the chest, from the bunk on, into the chest, bang, bang. And uh, he, he wasn't he wasn't dead, you know, but he was sort of like, oh, oh, oh and um so i've taken his shoelaces off him tied his hand, hands behind his back and uh and then i've taken the sheets off him wrapped the sheets around his neck lifted him up with mad charlie got the sheets around his neck and i've tied the sheet up over the, over the top railing over the obso gate pushed him down and i've gone out of the cell and i've closed the cell door there was no one who saw us that we were pretty quick in here and um Anyway, at 7 o'clock that morning, uh, they opened his cell door and, and found out that he, he'd committed suicide. No-one ever questioned me for murder over it. No-one ever thought it was murder. He was thought it was suicide. And you almost sound proud of your work on that one. Oh, well, anyone that had killed a child in such a manner didn't deserve to live. But why was it up to you to... Well, well, it, it must have been up to me, because um, everyone in the Roman yard shook hands with each other and said, the first person that sees this bloke was obliged to kill him and well, I happened to be the first person to see him so it was up to me to kill him
0: In this next clip, Chopper describes some of his battle wounds received from jail and what he got up to when he was finally out preying on drug dealers for the cash they had Chopper said his favourite torture methods were using bolt cutters to chop off toes and using a blowtorch on people's toes and sensitive areas
1: He can hit with a claw hammer I got stabbed to the heart with an ice pick a sharpened seven and a half inch screwdriver. Yep. Come out the back, they had to take me to hospital in a yellow cab because they couldn't lay me down and put me in the ambulance. And when they got me, got me to hospital, the doctor that cut my ears off, the saved my ears back on, put his fingers up there and just pulled the, the screwdriver out like that. I said, Wasn't that risky? He said, Well, if you've heard about the bloke with the, the axe through the head, you take him over to the operating theatre, you've got 15 surgeons standing around waiting to operate, someone's got to pull the bloody axe out. He said someone would have had to pull that screwdriver out anyway. He said the fact that you were standing there meant it wasn't through the heart, it was through the through the arteries like that. There was a screwdriver and there was a arteries around it, so it hadn't, hadn't gone through the heart. And who was actually responsible for that? Uh, a Yugoslav guy called Hello Hello Buddy. And he never used to say anything except Hello Buddy. I walked past him I forgot to say Hello Buddy and he stabbed me in the heart with a 17 half inch screwdriver. Easy yeah. dead. Died in jail. No fault of mine. You Someone did. stabbed him in the heart with a seventeen half-inch screwdriver. <laughs> 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 Three days after 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 he stabbed me. And and basically these crims didn't come from my background. These were these were middle-class people from middle-class neighbourhoods that had got into crime. Yeah. They had no re- reason to even be in my world. Yeah. I didn't pick on blokes from my own. From my own background, yeah, you know, these people were the, you know, his father was a brain surgeon. He was a neurosurgeon. Jesus, you got know, people who've done three or four years in university, who's, who's, um, who speak three or four languages, have travelled the world, who've been part of the cafe latte bloody set, and the next thing you know, they go to Bangkok and meet some little gook who wants to sell them some, and the next thing you know, they're drug lords then they meet me, the real thing, right? and they've got to part with their money then these characters have got to sit down and try to figure out a gang war to -hmm. to, to get a war with someone and and this is not part of their culture Uh, actually the drug world has invited into it a whole heap of people that don't belong into the criminal world they don't their apprenticeship they don't belong in the criminal world, they've done a day's Mm job and they bump into characters like me Gee, we we never camped on this. Gee, we didn't, we didn't, you know, we didn't expect this. You know? And their the, the Zegna suits or whatever it is and their mobile phones and their bloody BMWs. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't, you can't kill people by a overhead over here with your American Express card. Yeah. Yeah. You know? They had the money. And they had bloody too much of it. And, and they, and they lived like pigs. You know, you can walk into it biggest heroin deal on the western suburbs you can walk into his house and if you saw a turd sitting on the land room floor it wouldn't be the first dirty thing you'd notice you understand it wouldn't be the first it wouldn't be the first dirty thing you'd notice i mean he had last year's wheat bix dishes still sitting in the sink yeah i mean i mean this bloke lived like an animal like a pig he had six or seven TV sets stacked on top of each other. The first one was broken. He put a new one on top of that It's like that And then that didn't break. He put a, it, it, it there's insanity. And I'm walking in, there's four TV sets stacked on top of each other. The top one worked. The other ones a bit kicked in. Because of football games he didn't like. So he'd shoot the TV set, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> mad thing, madness, you know, insanity, you yeah. know. Who lived with him? Did someone live with him? He had a wife who was a heroin addict. Mm. You know? I mean, th- these people had a lot of money, but they lived like animals. And they were fair game. <laughs> they couldn't organise a fucking problem, you know? So I, I made a fortune with for these characters. Yeah. I used to walk around here, I used to say, listen, uh, here you go. Here you hold the for cash. I'm a bit broke. And so I can't help you. And i say, well, listen, I'll tell you what. You try getting from where you're sitting to the front door. He's always going to shoot you from where you're sitting at the front door. Because that's about as long as you've got to get me some money right now. I so said, I've got 60 seconds. 60 seconds to produce some money or I'm going to fucking choose one, two, three, four they'd start arguing they'd say, I haven't got any money Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. I haven't got your money eighteen, nineteen, twenty, I haven't got any money, I haven't got any money twenty, 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 I heard the money would come
2: yeah Yeah. and I... did you do it just like that?
1: I knew they had the money
2: Yeah. You're very polite and friendly.
1: Oh, I said, listen, you're making a fortune selling heroin all over the western suburbs. I I haven't come to ask you for your redundancy package, you know? I haven't come to ask you for your your widowed mother's pension, you know? I'm, I'm asking you for 10 grand out of the 60 I know you just picked up on Sunday. Oh, they, they, didn't like oh. <laughs> they didn't like parting with it. they, they didn't like parting with it. They well did part with it. You know. But, oh, that's why. But they did part with it. Oh, they loathed to the party with it. They all sit in the same place in my club on Sunday, you know? Right. And how would they be then? Oh, they'd have all their gang there with them. Ready to rock roll. rock. <coughs> yeah. And what happens then? I just walk up and say, how are you boys? I throw a few bumper and say, Would you like a drink? <laughs> <laughs> Would you like a drink? You may as well it's your money. <laughs> <laughs> well, they hated me. They hated me. Yeah. You know?
0: <laughs> the nineteen eighty-seven shooting of Siam Ozakam or Sammy the Turk is perhaps the most well known of Chopper Reed's crimes. It was highly publicized at the time and became even more infamous after Chopper's books and the movie which followed. Chopper was acquitted on self- Chopper was acquitted on self-defence He couldn't be tried again for the same crime But over the years, his original version of events That Sammy had lured him outside Then taken his own gun and attempted to shoot him But didn't take the safety off Changed quite a lot He
1: told me he he was going to sell me a handgun out here I said, where is it mate? And he said, they'll be here in a minute They'll be here in a minute I said, who's they? He said, they'll be here in a minute and uh, I, uh, I turn around. I see nothing behind me, and so I thought, well, they would be here in a minute, you treacherous bastard!" You know, and I said, "You brought me here to kill me, didn't you?" And uh, so I shot him, <laughs> as you do. I shot him, and uh, Danny went, and that was it. I was taking their money. You know, was a, I was driving the western suburbs crazy. You know? I was standing over a body, virtually half of them, and. Uh, taking their money. They didn't like it. When I killed Sammy the Turk, that wasn't a self-defense. That was outright fucking murder. Sorry, it shouldn't be swearing, but that was outright murder. I, I told the, um, the Armoury Squad that night that, that it was self-defense. I said he grabbed the gun out of the front of me pants, and I grabbed the shotgun out and click, click, click here, and I'll go and bang through the head. And I thought to myself, if anyone believes this story, they've got, they got, they got rocks in the head. Everyone swallowed it. I couldn't understand, and next thing you know, the jury come back and said not guilty. I, I, I didn't go cheer, cheer. I just dumbfounded as the jury walked out. I'm still looking. Do they say not guilty? I couldn't believe it. Not guilty for that. Oh God, Almighty! Thank God you can't be tried twice.
0: In 1992, Chopper was convicted of shooting a man named Sid Collins. Collins was an outlaw motorcycle club member, and this happened in Chopper's car whilst they were parked in Sid Collins' driveway. Eventually, he got parole in 1998, some six years later, and married a local woman named Mary Ann Hodge on the advice to do so. When he got out, they had a son together, but later separated. Chopper went on to say that the marriage was actually a sham for him to get out of jail and Tasmania altogether. He went on to write a number of crime novels after this, which have sold over half a million copies. The first one he wrote, From the Inside, with John Sylvester and Andrew Rule, which was later called a rough little book marketed as an autobiography but had many fictional aspects. His later books, from Chopper No. 5 onwards, were largely fiction – he also wrote a children's book entitled "Hooky the Cripple, and the follow-up movie directed by Andrew Dominic made his transition from crook to entertainer official. He later returned to Victoria and married childhood sweetheart Margaret Kassar. They also had a son together. Chopper had a number of interesting opinions on the Melbourne gangland killings and some of its main players, which was raging at this time. But he was not a part of, being long since retired, and now doing stand-up comedy with Mark Jackson and Roger Rogerson.
1: Now you've got no professional bank robbers anymore, because banks have changed. There's no counters to jump up on anymore. You can walk into a bank these days, how's a, how's a counter, counter jumper? What? Where's a the counter? There's no counters these days. You can't do it. Banks have changed, so there's bank robbers that have gone out the, the door. Um, safe crackers. It's all changed. There's no longer safe crackers, it's a, it's a dying art. Um, now they just they just fucking blow telemachines machines out, ATM machines out, pull them out of the walls with fucking um, um, front-end loaders or something. I don't know how they do it. The standover man's gone because you can't stand over nightclubs and, and massage parlors and gambling clubs these days because there is no more illegal brothels and there's no more illegal gambling going on. So you can't go standing over the casino... Because they'll, they'll just call the police and arrest you. Um, you get know, burglars that used to uh, burgle houses and go for artworks or jewellery or gold or cash. Burglar gets into a house these days, you will shit in your sink, you will smash your TV up, he'll, he'll, do, he'll, he'll do poos in every room in the bloody house, write graffiti all over the fucking house and, and take $5 worth of small change out of your purse. Burglars have turned into fucking vandals. And you've got these mice people, people that would never have survived the criminal world years ago becoming drug kingpins. I mean, how did, how would Carl Williams become a drug kingpin in the 70s? You know, you're supposed to be able to fight for a start. You know, I grew up in a a world where where the ones that got to the top had to be tough, hard barsers, to be able to give it and dish it out and and take it. You have to be able to take as much violence as you could dish out. And you'd be able to take a shitload of violence because you want to dish out a shitload of violence. How would Carl Williams be back in the '70s when 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 you had to had to rely on how physically hard you were to get there? He would never have survived. Benji Venuman would never have survived in the '70s. He would have just got bashed to the bloody ground. He would have got bent over, and his little Greek bottom would have got flogged. Carl Williams is about. I'm 55 years old. He's he's about. Um, how old would he be, 30-something? When I was running around, Carl Williams would be playing with his Meccano set. <laughs> In 1987, 77, uh, when I was running around, uh, there's no use saying to me, but, like, did I ever have the guts to have a go at Carl Williams? Of course I would. I would have nailed Carl Williams' his hands to a coffee table and just, and just pulled it out of his backside. Carl Williams is a wobbly bottom little... (laughs) Cherub face, cherub face little boy who would, who who would, whose whose life would be in in danger if he stepped into any shower block in any jail in the country, right? Uh, Just because you're a drug lord. Do, please don't think that you can, that, 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 that you've got any respect in a jail. In jail, people with respect are people that can flat like thrashing machines or are very, very quick with a hammer or an iron bar and will use it instantly. Oh, Gino Dibber and uh, Paul Calpolitis uh, they, they 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 watched the 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 Scarface movie and uh, you know, they used to they, they, they thought you know, they, they thought life life was a movie to them. Because they ended up making enough money out of drugs where they could emulate movies, and uh, a lot of cooks do that. They see what they, they they see something on a film, and make enough money out of uh, drugs to start living the life they've seen in the movies. So life imitates art, art imitates life. But of course, it's not life's not like a movie. That's what Dino De found out in the end. You know, he got shot, you're dead. And uh, like that, Benji venomin's the same fucking thing. Five foot two inches tall. If he was two inches shorter, make a good circus dwarf. Never shot no one in his fucking life. Benji Veneman is ever fucking shot. Did Dino Dibber and Paul Callipolitis, Dino Dibber would have fucking backed Benji, Benji Veneman into the toilet. You know, ben, Dino Dibber and, and Paul Callipolitis, They might have been fucking wombats, but they were better than fucking uh, Benji Veneman. And that that fucking uh, underbelly movie. That's a lot of shit. The homicide squad don't know who don't know who did these killings, so they blamed it all on Benji Veneman. After Benji Veneman got shot dead by fucking Mick Gatto self-defence. I reckon he's another all pissing fucking potatoes. It's all fucking, you know. I don't know whether you know. I don't know. Oh, I get so frustrated. I don't know whether I want to have a shit or a fucking haircut. Benji Veneman, he didn't shoot fucking. Uh, he didn't shoot fucking. Victor fucking Pierce. Victor the piece and fucking he would kill a heap of people. He fucking not worried about Benji Venom. Benji Venom didn't do fucking the Russian Radoff. Rad Nick the Nick the Russian because the the, the the Bulgarian bastard. He had the fucking Albanian mafia he had put a contract out on him two weeks before he died. The Albanian mafia put a contract out on you two weeks before you fucking de- died. You fucking dead. Got nothing to do with Carl fucking Williams. I the Moran's were just a bunch of idiots. with a bunch of pissheads and idiots, and two bob thieves, sneak thieves, and and uh, penny penny anti criminals and um, shit kickers. Two bob gunmen, you know. Look, Jason Mandy. He, he started that whole war because he couldn't kill Carl Williams. I mean, he gut shot him and just left him there. You know. Uh, And and he had Carl Williams living living in his ecstasy factory. And Carl Williams is making making ecstasy for Jason Moran for two days of the week and then making ecstasy, ecstasy for himself two or three days a week, right? And putting a different colour on it or a different pattern on it. And Jason Moran couldn't figure it out. Couldn't figure out where this other ecstasy was coming from.
0: But it appeared Chopper wasn't done killing just yet. He'd been questioned over the 2002 disappearance of Sid Collins, the man he'd previously shot and wounded and done time over. This is what Chopper claims finally happened, which, like many of his tales, has been disputed. And
1: so then, ten years later... Yeah, about you, ten years later, yeah. ..you track him down in Casino. No, 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 no. We're in Casino, New South Wales, doing a talk night. A talk night, me and Jacko doing a talk night. Who do you think comes up to me after the talk right and wants me to sign a piece of memorabilia? Hello, uh, hello, Trevor. You sign this? I can't believe it. What, what are you doing here? Oh, bygones are bygones. You sign this? No, I'm not signing anything with you. I'm not signing anything. Uh, I can't even, be- oh, I not even believe it, you know. And uh, I'll see you backstage, hey, come and talk to us backstage. He was there. <laughs> oh, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> Mad, idiot, completely insane. Off his head on cocaine. Right. And so what happened then? Oh, I can tell you what happened then. But We took him, I've oh, got him in a, I oh, hopped into his car, going back to his place, bang, bang, bang. And uh, I shot him the last time with his gun. I killed him this time with his gun. That's how stupid he is. <laughs> I shot him the first time with his gun. I shot him the second time with his gun. How stupid is this person? This—he is an idiot, complete idiot.
0: And this time, yeah.
1: were you shooting to kill him? Oh, yeah. This time, I was shooting to kill him. Last time, he just got it in the guts and a trip to hospital. Very Christian last time. Not this time. Bang. Why did you murder him? Because he was an absolute turd. I should have been dead a dozen times. The time I fell asleep in the Italian restaurant, face down, it must be the Marino with my gun on the table, and they escorted me, and these people were friends of a <laughs> and they escorted me to the toilets, cleaning me up, and giving me my gun back. It was a miracle. That was a miracle. So, I wouldn't say that my survival was a result of my genius or as a result of their stupidity? Oh, I don't know. I don't know whether I enjoy it. What's to enjoy? Would you like to be accepted as a normal member of society? I think everyone would eventually like to be accepted as a normal member of society. I, 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 um, I wonder at times it will ever happen, because people, people are greatly taken up by my past, Uh, And diagnosing it and psychoanalyzing every bloody aspect of it and um, My past is starting to bore me. That's why I don't write no more sort of like crime books. I'm trying to get away from them Uh, I'm not sorry. I wrote them, but I'm finding the whole thing a bit boring now Everyone's dropping off the twig left right and center. I can write a ripping good yarn now better or (laughs) but I I couldn't be bothered you know Um, I mean hand me time I'm just like oh boring so what should people
2: think about your Chopper? Are you a Chopper or are you Mark Reed?
1: am well, Mark Reed. Mark Reed. Chopper Reed. I mean, they call been me Chopper since, what, grade three? What am I Uninvent me nickname. I don't... I'm not talking about the nickname. I'm talking about the myth. All right, the myth. The myth is there. Why don't you just write the book that sets it straight? I will, ultimately, in the end. I will. The very, very last book. Because that that, that is the story. The story, the real story, is about how a bloke in jail and two newspaper reporters um, got together and did this.
0: During his time in jail, Chopper contracted hepatitis C, which he said was from sharing razor blades. He had a number of health issues arise from this and was apparently eligible for a liver transplant but refused to go on a donor list as he didn't want to deprive someone else of the organ... In April 2012, Chopper was diagnosed with liver cancer and he passed away on the 9th of October 2013, aged 58. How do you think the other prisoners would see you? They, they, they hate my guts. I'm as pop- popular as a pork chop in a synagogue.
2: Oh, give me land, lots of land Under starry skies above Don't fence me in Let me ride through the wide Open country that I love Don't fence me in Let me be by myself In the evening breeze And listen to the murmur Of the cottonwood trees Send me off forever but I